the Cedar Swamp Podcast, starring Lucas, Sam, and sometimes Kevin. Brought to you by your attention. And now, here's them. Welcome back to uh, what is now episode three of the Seeger Schwabcast. This is uh, Lucas Seegerstrom along with Sam Delgardell. Hello. And as what the intro said, sometimes Kevin Dietrich. But I'm here tonight, so that's good. What? It's not your boy Kev, though? No, not your boy Kev, not today. First topic uh, for tonight will be uh, looking back at the recap and some college basketball, and we'll start with our in-state teams. Um, Iowa State beat uh, TCU this weekend. Uh, what do you think about that game, Kevin? I think it was a good game. Sorry, I'm pulling it up again really quick. I missed it. I missed the whole what thing. What a true, what a real fan. I know, have. right? I was going to say, once again, Kevin did not watch the game. Sorry, I was going to see some dear friends that I haven't seen in a while. That's why I missed it. Like who, your dad? No, I saw him very recently, actually. Thanks oh. for your concern. Yeah, I think it was a good win by them, uh, 84 to 71. <coughs> Monte Morris, once again, had another really good game. He had a double-double. He had 11 assists, only one turnover. Uh, Deontay Burton and Naz Long both had really good games. Long was 25 and 7. Deontay Burton was 18 and 6. I mean, it's just another performance by, you know, your big three. They're going to score most of your points, and they did tonight. Played pretty good defense, too. What about you, Sam? Said all I wanted to say about it. Because it's your boy, Kev. A win at home against TCU is a solid win. Their resume is looking good. They're going to probably become the first team in Iowa history to make the tournament for six straight times. What do you got, Lucas? Uh, I found a stat that actually in Big 12 play, Monte Morris has 90 assists to only 11 turnovers in Big 12 play. So that's about a 9-1 to one assist to turnover ratio? Yeah, that is, that is his strong point of his game is that he does not make very many mistakes on the floor. He's been a really good player to watch over the years. Uh, he's developed his offensive game a lot. I mean, when he came in, I remember his freshman year, he didn't really have to score much because he played with guys like Melvin Udgem and uh, DeAndre Kane. And, you know, he had a really good supporting cast around, but he's had to really step it up. And he especially has played better uh, the second half of the season in Big 12 play. And that, yeah, that 90 to 11 is something you don't really see too often from anybody um, I mean, I don't think there's another player in college basketball you could say that about. Finishing up on a very, very good career, go down as one of the better player, players in Iowa State history, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. There was also a game in Iowa City this weekend. Lucas, what happened with that one? Uh, in that one, uh, Iowa lost at home. Uh, it's a little surprising to Illinois, 70-66. to 66. Uh, I wasn't really able to watch any of the game, but looking at some of the stats, the the biggest reason why they lost the game was they shot 38% from the floor and were 7-21 to 21 from field from the three-point line and you know that really really hurt them don't you mean from the three-pointers lucas no i'm not it's your boy kev i actually use proper grammar some of the time they just didn't get it done i remember jock said after the game he was really disappointed they couldn't win because he said it was the best crowd that they've had all year at carver so he's really uh upset they couldn't pull out the victory um um and illinois has you know basically one really good player in malcolm hill and he had 21 points um on 50 percent shooting so it was it was a close game and you know iowa had its chances but they're just still young in the close games uh they haven't really won very many of them this year they got they got a tough end of the year schedule here uh, they play indiana tomorrow night team that is capable of scoring a lot of points um, but they have been very inconsistent uh, the whole season. So I'm hoping Iowa can come out tomorrow night at home and play, uh, play a solid game and get a nice W. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. I have just one quick objection to something you said. You said that you use proper grammar and I don't. Well, remember when you uh, had a blog there for a little bit? Yeah, some of your posts um, say otherwise. I said I use proper grammar some of the time. 
You said, I think you said most of the time. I said some of the time. Well, according to your blog post, you use it none of the time. That's true. I've probably maybe had 20 blog posts in three years or so, but sorry. I'm hoping to do that more, don't but hate uh, me. I'd you know I'd rather do this than blog. You know, I don't want to take pictures of my coffee and put it on Instagram. So I do that a lot, though. I like. Yeah, well, that's probably why you don't have very many friends. So <laughs> you guys are my friends, though. Uh, acquaintances would probably be a better term, but no, that's not very nice. Kevin, I am your. We've friend. shared heart to heart moments. I've gone to game. I've, I've gotten to games with him. You know, he's a wonderful guy. Yeah, who bought those tickets, Kevin? Yeah, he bought the tickets. I haven't paid him back for mine yet, but that's why we're friends. He's still willing to put that behind us. He doesn't let that get in the way of our friendship. Like apparently, you get you let things get in the way of our friships. And even apparently. though I do bring it up every time I see you, Kevin, I'm not. He like, does. I'm like, not he's not, not I'm mad. A, I think I'm not Lucas, in a rush to get it. I think Lucas is more angry at me about it than you are. Yeah, I'm just I just like to bring it up because I think it's funny. I'm not in a rush to get thirty dollars. Yeah, Lucas is in a grumpy mood tonight, so I'll I'll leave him alone. Also, Lucas, there is a big matchup. Uh, over in Kansas, you and I went on the road to play Wichita State, and pretty much just got dominated. Wichita State's uh, uh, quite the superior team there, so not much to debate there. Not to take anything away from you and I and what they've done this year, they've started playing a lot better. If they're going to make a run in the tournament, they're going to have to go through the team that they just lost seventy-three to forty-four to. Yeah, we'll see how it is on neutral floor, but uh, you know, losing by that margin, it's hard to see a team come back and beat somebody they got beat by thirty. Take a uh, second here and look back at our games that we uh, talked about in our last podcast that are games of the weekend. Uh, I'll start. My uh, game that I chose was Maryland number twenty-three, Maryland at number eleven, Wisconsin, uh, yesterday. And, uh, you know, Maryland was up, uh, I think, seven at halftime in that game, and Wisconsin ended up winning by 11. They uh, played a lot better in the second half. Uh, besides Mellow Trimble, uh, the Mr. Do-Everything from Maryland, uh, Wisconsin had a little more balance with getting 21 points from Nigel Hayes, who's been a stud there for four years, and then uh, Ethan Happ, who is one of the most underrated players in the entire country. I would I even uh, go as much as saying he might be up for Big Ten Player of the Year. He's a really solid player, um, does a lot of things well for them. The combination of those two were able to power him over uh, Maryland, get a big-time home win for uh, Wisconsin, who had been struggling lately, lost a few games. Uh, Bronson Koenig's been hurt, uh, and he's coming back slowly, and a team that uh, plays really, really good defense and fundamental basketball, and a team that, I, you know, in the right matchups, they could make a deep run in the tournament when healthy but how, that's that's pretty much how my game went yeah uh, <coughs> my pick was a top five matchup between the Kansas Jayhawks and the Baylor Bears that happened on this, just this past Saturday uh ba- I mean it was a really close game Baylor was ahead by six at halftime but Frank Mason carried the team like he always does uh Kansas uh Took the lead in the second half and won by two points. Kansas this year, they're led by Frank Mason. He had 23 points, eight assists, followed by Josh Jackson, who he had another solid game. Yeah, without Frank Mason, I don't see them pulling out pulling out a win here. But I think this win basically solidifies their uh, their Big 12 championship run here. And, and also, I think it would solidify that Frank Mason's probably going to be Big 12 Player of the Year. Yeah. Or at least he should be, in my opinion. Oh, he will be, and I don't think it's even up for debate. I also think maybe this is a little bit biased. Me, you know, watching a whole lot of Big Twelve this year, I think Frank Mason is the player of the year so far. Even great years out of Lonzo Ball and especially Josh Hart, but nobody has carried their team like Frank Mason the third. No, I I don't think it's out of the question. I think he's definitely a top three or four candidate for the Naismith Player of the Year. 
very, very solid player. We'll see. I think maybe the voters will lean a little bit towards Josh Hart for more than just uh, this year, but the fact they won last year and he was so good in the tournament. And, you know, that's that's that'd be a really good game if those two teams played again like they did in Elite Eight last year. I'd love to watch that matchup. Um, but, yeah, that that's, that's very true. Frank Mason has carried his team, and a guy that, you know, was recruited and was committed to Townsend uh, coming out of high school is now playing on one of the best teams in the country and is their leader. I mean, that shows remarkable improvement and uh, everything to show how you can improve that much in college. And that's why I love college basketball. And I wish more players would follow the example of guys like Frank Mason, who might have thought they were hot shots coming out of high school, but they really worked on their game and then showed that, you know, they belong once they're a senior, which I think a lot more of these young guys in uh, college basketball who leave early should consider because uh, they're, they're going to NBA and they're not doing anything because they're not ready to play. I didn't really see a whole lot of my game of the week, which was Virginia on the road at North Carolina. Yeah, they just got absolutely destroyed. Uh, 65 to 41. You really shouldn't be scoring any less than 50 if you're a good team in the ACC, and they've been playing really poorly. They're lost tonight against Miami, lost four straight. I mean, two of those were against North Carolina and Duke, so it looks worse than it is, but shot 10% from three against North Carolina got out-rebounded by 18, and just that's not going to get it done. And they're looking like they're playing really poorly down the stretch, and the thing that the committee looks at is the last 10 games of the year, and they're playing pretty poorly in the last 10 games. They just struggle to score, and it's going to be interesting to see what they can do in the tournament, especially if they get matched up with a team that can score on their really good defense. Yeah, North Carolina is just uh, far superior, especially offensively. I mean, yeah, Virginia scored 41 points, shot 27% from the field, 2 of 20 from the three-point line. I've not seen that bad of shooting in any game this year by far. You know, North Carolina has the bigs uh, that can play down low, and they they're just a t- really tough mismatch. And it'll be interesting this weekend. I mean, they're they're winning the ACC right now by one game over Louisville, who they end up playing this Wednesday night. So that'll be a huge game for the ACC standings coming down the stretch. And they're only within one spot of each other in the rankings right now. I mean, North Carolina's eight and Louisville seven. So that'll be a very big matchup here uh, in two days. Lucas, one really bizarre thing. I saw on Twitter because we weren't able to watch the game. We were at something more important that we'll tell you about a little bit later. But I saw on Twitter during the North Carolina game, Roy Williams was calling for a timeout and he was right by the ref. And so the ref yelled at a North Carolina player, he wants a timeout. And so the North Carolina player called a timeout, which is the most absurd thing. The ref's helping out a a coach. I don't understand that. I mean, with the new rule where a coach can't call a timeout and a player has to, why is a ref stepping in and helping a coach? Uh, I'm not really sure. I have seen that before, though. I've seen certain uh, referees either say or even kind of give like a nod, like, hey, you have to call a timeout because – I guarantee a lot of those players don't even like realize that they have to call a timeout. Like some of them just aren't even aware. I mean, if Don McNabb doesn't know and he when he's an NFL quarterback that there's a tie at the end of overtime in the NFL, then I wouldn't be surprised that uh, you know, players in college basketball don't understand the rule with that. So I I guess I'm not as surprised that the ref did. I think I've seen that happen before, so yeah, but why is that even happening? Do you have any thoughts what on earth is going on, Kevin? Because I saw that and I was just baffled. Like, why is that even happening? I think, you know, I think the ref had sympathy for the coach and the teams. I think he was like, you know, these guys don't know what's going on right now. Let me educate them. I think that is why. I think the ref had a heart. You know what I'm saying? So you're, you're saying that a ref had sympathy on one of the greatest coaches in, in college basketball who was on his home court with players that have been around for years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he may be the greatest coach in college basketball, but he has his fault. He's not a perfect human being. He should have known that, but, you know, the ref was like, 
I respect this guy. I'm going to tell him what the crap's going on right now because apparently he doesn't. Yeah, I don't think that's it, though. I, no, I Nobody else beside right. ke- besides Kevin thinks that's it. Yeah, I also didn't say Roy Williams is the greatest coach in college basketball because, you know, he is eight miles away from arguably the greatest coach of all time in Coach K. But he is one of my favorite coaches, and he's definitely top five in the sport, though. Yeah. But, coach K, know. who turned 70 this week. Oh, how is he 70? It doesn't he's look se- He's 70 going on 45, though. That's what he looks like. Anyway, I would not have thought that he's uh, 70 years old. He looks like he's maybe early 50s at latest, but... You know, you just I'd say late fifties. All right, here's the early stump the swab question. Lucas. Does Coach K dye his hair or is it just the Polish blood that he has? I think it's the Polish blood because I usually can tell when somebody's faking like fake bake or fake hair, but he looks like it's legit to me. That's what I would say. It looks legit. Lucas, you are correct. According to a Fox Sports article, Coach K says he doesn't dye his hair. Well, good for him. I mean, Coach K is uh, pretty good at most things. So not only does he win all like a lot of basketball games, but he also doesn't have to dye his hair when he's get, turning seventy, and he still has like black hair. He's a he's a winner at life. I think like he wins at everything he does. Pretty much. I mean, not only is uh, Duke's best coach ever in the sports, possibly he also has coached the uh, USA basketball back into being dominant again. Ever since he took over, they've only lost one game. I think since 2006, since he took over. So, and they haven't lost any in the Olympic play. So, yeah, he's he's doing a really good job. It's I think he's done with the Olympics now, and Popovich is going to take over, but. I mean, that's not like that's bad. That's like, you know, going from Michael Jordan to like Kobe Bryant. That's Coach K is one of those people that you ask him, what does 2 plus 2 equals? He says 5. But, you know, he's right. It's just 2 plus 2 equals 5. He's right. Everyone else is wrong. It's just one of those things. He's right about everything. He's a winner. He's a winner at everything. So 2 plus 2 equals 5 and not 4. If Coach K says so, then it is. Okay. Is Kyrie Irving on that level? Because Kyrie came out and said that he doesn't, he's not saying this is a conspiracy theory. He says legitimately the earth is not round, it is flat. Well, that's why he plays basketball. He's not, you know, an actual scientist or Duke's anything a, else. Duke's a pretty good uh, academic school, though, and he went there and he got into that school. So, But apparently it takes them more than a year to teach that the earth is not flat. I think it's one big joke because uh, wasn't it Draymond Green who said, yeah, uh, the earth's not flat because otherwise how would we be standing up right now or something like that? So I, th- I definitely think they're just playing with everybody in the media. Like the NBA does that more than any other sport when they mess with the media. I actually think this this uh, Westbrook Durant stuff. It, it, there is some animosity there, but I think that a lot of it is Westbrook just playing with the media because they looked pretty good uh, playing with each other in the All Star game uh, the other night. So yeah, Durant had a crazy alley oop to him. And yeah, that's why I think, and I thought it was really funny. Uh, I think all the other West players were like like exaggerating joy of like those two after that happened at the timeout. It was really really funny seeing that happen. But we'll get in the NBA here shortly. But uh, I think now we'll go into this uh, week and week or weekends game of the weeks so i'll start i did have one more thing to say oh that's fine yeah Yeah, he had one more thing to say aside from the fact that they might just be faking that they actually believe the earth is flat it's either that or they lost a bet because there's no way anyone actually believes that i just thought it was hilarious that they could even say something like that i think now we'll move into our picks of this week in college basketball and i'll start i think i'll go a little different this weekend uh 
with a matchup uh, in a conference that we don't usually talk about because they're bad. But in the SEC, number 13, Florida, plays at number 11, Kentucky, this weekend on Saturday. Um, so that'll be a big matchup for the SEC, and we'll see if uh, Kentucky can pull away from them. I, I think Kentucky's a better team. Has uh, Malik Monk, who's a top-10 draft pick uh, this next draft, and uh, I think Kentucky will win by at least 10, but we'll see. Last time they played Florida, Florida beat them pretty good there, so I think they got revenge on them. What do you think? What's your game of the week, Kevin? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Baylor at Iowa State on Saturday. Kind of talked about it a little bit before uh, Baylor won a close one down in Texas against uh, the Cyclones. Um, They're both tied for second in the Big 12, so I think it'll be a good matchup, see who can take over that second-place spot. Um, I've got a couple games of the week, number two, Villanova, and number 23, Creighton. My other game of the week comes from, uh, I hate to even say it, the Pac-12, which means it'll probably be called by Bill Walton, so it's unwatchable unless you mute it. It's number five, UCLA, and number four, Arizona. I think UCLA is leaps and bounds ahead of Arizona. But I think it'll be interesting to watch. It is a top five matchup, but I don't see it being close. Yeah, I think uh, UCLA leads the country in scoring, and Arizona is one of the tops in the country in points given up, points allowed. So it'll be interesting seeing that matchup. But I think UCLA is a better team, but we'll see it. Since it is being played in Arizona, it wouldn't be surprised at all if Arizona won. Uh, but yeah, who knows? UCLA wins. Maybe Lonzo Ball's dad will say that you know he'll start on the Warriors, be better than Steph Curry like did this week. Lonzo's ball dad, Lonzo Ball's dad, just needs to shut up and uh, get back to reality a little bit. I mean, we're gonna get a uh, live call in from one of our buddies, Seth Rosekoff. So we'll see how this goes. You are live on the Seeger Schwabcast. Hey, hey, hey! What's up? It's good to have you, Seth. Can you hear the Lucas? I can hear the Lucas. Yeah. Good. So, what were you what were you liking to share on tonight's podcast, Seth? Well, I thought we should, I thought we could talk some NBA All Star Weekend if you guys haven't already. No, we haven't. But that'd be perfect. no, we haven't. Yeah, but that'd be perfect. It. Yeah, go for it. Oh yeah. So, did you guys watch it? Yeah, we watched pretty much all of it. Lucas recorded what we weren't able to watch while we were at the concert, the uh, Aaron Carter concert. I might add. I actually watched everything. I uh, went over to my oldest brother's house yesterday. He had it all recorded. Um, so we checked out. I actually take that back. I didn't watch the Celebrity All-Star game. That's good for you because that was trash. Highlights from it. It's pretty pretty entertaining, I guess. Um, did you guys see the little boy who has liver cancer, I think it is? Uh, Jarius Robertson. Yeah. yeah, wasn't he the one like making fun of everybody out there and stuff? Yeah, he he pretty much stole the show for the whole All-Star Weekend. He did go one for one in the game, and he's probably like three foot nothing at most. So that was pretty cool to see him do that. It is awesome. It was, it was probably better this year because there was no Kevin Hart in it to ruin everything. So True. I, I'm personally not a fan of Kevin Hart at all. I don't think he's funny. Very few people do. Did you guys watch the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, what's it called? Taco Bell Skills Challenge? Yeah, we did watch that. That's always a, one of my favorite events. It's kind of interesting to watch it. We made our predictions uh, on the podcast before. Probably nobody listened to it because nobody actually knows the thing. But uh, I made the prediction, the correct one, with Chris Tapps Porzingis being the winner. Just thought I'd gloat I a do, little bit. I do remember you saying that, actually. <laughs> Pick John I, I really, what do you guys think about... Out? how with the skills challenge they've incorporated big men into it they did that last year for like the first time they had a big men division versus like the small men division 
and they paired him up one-on-one. What do you guys think about that? I, I actually kind of like it. I, uh, You know, the big men in the NBA this day and age anyway, they play more like guards anyway, so it kind of makes sense to me. You don't see too many traditional big men anymore. A lot of them can shoot and like handle the ball and pass, so that's why I, I thought it's pretty much a good idea. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of it. I love seeing seven-footers out there dribbling, passing. I mean, I don't, I don't think Chris Stapps missed one of those pounce, uh, passes through the circle tire thing. Like, <clears throat> he was he was a good passer and then drained his first three there in the championship round. Did you watch the dunk contest? Yeah, that was by far the most disappointing thing of the night, in my opinion. It pretty much, yeah, it was one of the, probably one of the worst dunk contests I've ever seen, especially compared to last year. Oh, my goodness. The only, the only thing the only thing that could have made it worse is Chris Anderson missing 20 dunks again. Mm-hmm. It was pretty terrible. I'm so glad we recorded it and could fast th- forward through most of the garbage, which pretty much all of it was. But. Do you think, though, that the Jones Jr. guy from the Phoenix Suns, I think if he's in it next year, he's got a whole year to come up with stuff. That dude's got some mad hops. And he's he, got a... He jumped over four people at one, on one dunk. That one, I thought that one was sweet. And he's got a whole year to play more than 20 minutes in the league. Exactly. Yeah. He's only played, what, seven games with the Suns before this? 20 <laughs> minutes total? He played, yeah. yeah, 17 minutes total. So a guy that's a complete, complete nobody. I mean, I wish the dunk contest would get guys like LeBron, Westbrook, John Wall. I mean, I think that would be the most entertaining to do a uh, dunk contest. Who's somebody, Seth, that you would like to see? I'd love to see Kemba Walker, but how about you? In the dunk contest? Yeah. LeBron James. What What is he waiting for? He has, should have been in that since year one, and he never has been. And it's always frustrated me. He's one of the best dunkers, I think. But, or, wait a minute, or Russell Westbrook. He should be in as well. If, if Brent Berry can win a dunk contest, then LeBron should be in there. That's probably one of the most true statements you've ever said, Lucas. That's weird hearing that from you, because most of the time you just think I think that you think I thought that I thought that I, thought, I exaggerate everything I say. So yeah, but no, most of the time, Lucas and I never agree on anything. But that statement I actually agree with. <laughs> yeah. LeBron reminds me of me in my basement playing basketball against my brother. He would he would uh, come up to me and block me, and I would say foul. Scaring, <laughs> which totally see that. It's the most little brother sentence you could ever say, calling a foul for being scared of someone. But uh, yeah, that's what LeBron reminds me of, and he complains about officiating, even though he gets more calls than anybody ever. Yeah, he's king flopper, and yeah, he flops for a guy his size, and he complains about not having enough talent on his team to win the finals, which is stupid because they won last year. But I don't think they're going to beat the Warriors in a seven-game series, in my opinion, unless the NBA steps in and rigs it like they did last year. So. Hey, did you know that the Warriors blew a 3-1 to lead in the finals last year? You know, the NBA uh, suspended Draymond Green when they would have gone home to play game five, and uh, that's why they lost the finals. <laughs> Hello, Lucas. Lucas. I love yeah. talking about LeBron because he just goes off like he just did, and it's just the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm a Kobe guy. I always like Kobe better, and I always think he'll be a better player than LeBron. But And Kobe did. He won a dunk contest, didn't he? I think his rookie year he did, 96, I believe. Yeah, so he, 
he's got that up on LeBron. At least he did a dunk contest and he won it. Yeah, and he uh, didn't have to be carried off the floor when he got a poor little leg cramp. Instead, he uh, tore his Achilles and shot free throws and then walked off the floor afterwards. So, How about we talk all-star stuff again? Sounds good. I could get mad at Seth all day. So, so back to the dunk contest. How disappointing was it for Aaron Gordon this year? Yeah, he was he was the guy everybody just insisted would win, and he like was horrible. He was awful. The whole thing with the drone was the biggest disappointment. I mean, last year was hands down one of the best dunk contests ever, and most people, I even heard like Kenny and Charles and Shaq, they were all saying he got robbed last year from Zach Levine in the dunk contest. I, I personally think he got robbed as well, but everyone was like, this year he's going to dominate. But man, that drone dunk that he did would have been cool the first time. He just didn't have the same hops as he did last year. Well, I, I think on that drone dunk, he tried doing like a he tried doing a really weird thing. He should have just done a windmill. If he would have done a windmill off that, he would have gotten a fifty. Yeah, he would have. So if you're just, gonna involve a drone dropping the ball to you, that's it's gonna be a fifty. I mean, the drone looked cool, but it's just kind of like you know, I'd rather I wouldn't mind even seeing a guy blow a cupcake out like Gerald Green did that one time. Yeah. The All-Star game, 2017, I thought it was, I thought it was good, but just the lack of no defense that is just getting worse and worse each year kind of makes it hard to watch, but at the same time, it is entertaining because the final score was 192 to 182. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's dumb. They should try harder than what they do. It'd be way better. Another thing I, I just see is people not taking it seriously. I love Curry, but when Giannis Antetokounmpo had a breakaway and there was one person to play defense, it was Steph Curry, and he just laid down in the middle of the lane. At that point, I stopped watching and switched it to his tree channel, started watching people kill alligators because that is more important, <laughs> and that is more entertaining than people not playing defense and not trying. I personally thought it was funny, okay? I thought it was funny. I mean, was it too far? Yeah. But these guys are just out there trying to have fun. Um, but at the same time, play some defense. So I, I kind of see both sides to it. If I were Curry, though, I don't think I'd want to get in the middle of the Greek freak's way. Dude's crazy. So what did you think about Anthony Davis breaking the uh, scoring record in an all-star game? Uh, I was. It's pretty remarkable, but at the same time, I'm not surprised because I've noticed in the All Star games, they tend to let the guy who's the hometown like if the it was in New Orleans, so they let the hometown guy usually dominate. How how about that trade though? Getting uh, Boogie Cousins to go join him in New Orleans that shakes up the uh, eighth spot in the West for sure. You know they're on the rise, and I mean the Nuggets have the eighth seed right now, but I don't know how them or any other team for that matter is going to be able to stop. DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis on the same floor in the same game. I said, what do you think about DeMarcus Cousins getting traded to the Pelicans to play with Anthony Davis? I mean, I think it's great. I think that he could really fit there, um, especially especially playing alongside Anthony Davis. I think he could do a pretty decent job there if they both them together. But overall, I was just kind of confused. It was very random to me. It, it was. It was something people didn't see happening. Uh, just like a couple days ago, DeMarcus Cousins said he was happy in Sacramento and he wanted to play there long term. Yeah. But, but I think I think it's I think, terrible, I think it's terrible like for the Kings. Like they're going to be literally the worst team in the NBA now. Oh, yeah, by far. 
I mean, I mean they're already, they're, they already weren't very good with him on the team. Yeah, and the best player they got out of that trade was Buddy Heald, so that's not good. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this. Do you think that uh, the All-Stars who have deceased, um, who played back in the era when they actually tried hard, played defense, played you know hard on offense, do you think if they were to come back to life and sit courtside in an All-Star game, how do you think they would react to watching the game? They'd probably sit there, and one of them would be like, Back in my day, we played defense. This is pathetic. <laughs> so, what was that? <laughs> I said, Back in my day, this is pathetic. We played some defense. Well, I think we'll probably let you go now. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Big fan of the Seager's Clubcast. Sounds good. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much, Seth. Bye. We'll see you. Bye. Peace out. Um, well, Lucas, I'll do the same thing that I promised before. I will buy you a Taco Bell happy hour slushy. It is time for the moment you've all been waiting for. And now it's time for Stump the Schwab. This is a really bad Stuart Scott impression. Booyah! Stump the Schwab. February 20th edition of the NBA All-Star Game, Stump the Schwab. Lucas, get out your NBA All-Star player former college knowledge and so what we're going to do for this one i'm going to name off what we're going to do this time is i'm going to name every nba all-star and lucas is going to have to tell me which college that they went to you want to you want to start with the west or the east lucas start with the east it'll be harder for the east. okay this one's a this one's the layup of all questions where did kyrie irving go to college duke you are correct where did demar Derozan go to college usc Went to USC. You are correct, Lucas. LeBron James? St. Vincent, St. Mary's. You did it, big boy! All right, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He didn't go to college. Your mom goes to college. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Marquette. That is correct. Um, This is not the classic Isaiah Thomas, but the current Isaiah Thomas. Washington Husky, I believe. Washington? University of Washington, I believe he played there. You are correct. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, what? This one's pretty easy as well. John Wall. Kentucky. You are correct. Kevin Love. UCLA. Yes. Uh, Kyle Lowry. I believe he went to Villanova. Mm-hmm. Lucas is correct. This one's actually pretty difficult. I don't know if Lucas will get this one. I, he probably will because he's Lucas. Paul George. Fresno State. Ding, ding, dang. Nicely done, Lucas. Moving on, we have Kemba Walker. UConn. Yeah, no one, everybody should have got that right. Uh, Paul Millsap. Oh, man, that's that's the toughest one there. Let me think about that. This is probably going to be wrong. This is just the only thing in my head. Nevada? No. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony? Syracuse? Yeah. Carmelo Anthony? Syracuse. Yeah, I just reset that because I burped mid mid. Oh, okay, that's fine. So I'll edit that in later. And we are now moving on to the West. Steph Curry? Davidson? James Harden? Uh, Arizona State? Kevin Durant? Texas? Kawhi Leonard? Uh, San Diego State? Yep. Anthony Davis? Kentucky? Russell Westbrook? 
UCLA. DeMarcus Cousins. Kentucky. Clay Thompson. Washington State. How do you know that, Lucas? I, I remember seeing a couple of his games in college and thought he was a pretty good player. Draymond Green. Michigan State. Mark Gasol. He didn't go to college. Your mom goes to college. DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan didn't go to college either, as far as I know. Gordon Hayward. Butler. He missed that shot against Duke in the national championship from half court. 2009. That was not good times. For bonus points, where did Gordon Hayward go to high school? That I don't know or care. No one's going to know. But Lucas, you did well on Stump the Schwab. Um, Yeah. You did a good job, Lucas. Didn't quite. The only two two players I literally never watched play in college. That's why I didn't know. Yeah. So you only got a couple wrong. Unfortunately, Lucas didn't get his prized. That's fine. I'll have more chances. Lucas didn't get his prized Taco Bell slushy happy hour. We're done with Stump the Schwab. We have one big thing from the this past weekend that me and Lucas and Matt G went to. You want to clue us in on what happened there, Lucas? Yeah, we went to an Aaron Carter concert. Yep, you heard that right. Aaron Carter is back after at least 10 years of not being prominent anymore. It was, you know, actually a lot better than I expected it to be. I thought we'd only uh, like it for nostalgic reasons. Uh, and ended up, he played some of his newer music along with two of his old hits. And, you know, even though he looked really dumb, in my opinion, I... Like, his hair was out of control. Um, I didn't actually mind it. I thought it was worth the $15 we spent to go. And just one of those experiences that I'm glad I went to. He had his his left arm in a, or was it his right arm? I don't know. Either way, he had his arm in a wrist brace because the night before, while on tour, is a long story, so bear with me. I'll try not to butcher the whole story. What happened was the opening act for Aaron Carter was done with their act, and the guy was in the crowd apparently taking people's cell phones and causing a distraction and and just being a big idiot. Security got a hold of him. They took him out, and Aaron Carter yelled, by Felipe. The guy is a Latino, so that would be you know racially insensitive. And later, Aaron Carter said he was just saying it as the male form of by Felicia, which is kind of a nice way of saying something that we won't say on the podcast because we're... Uh, we're hoping to appeal to a family audience here. And uh, anyway, what happened was this guy, who's I don't even know his name, well, Aaron called Felipe, came back and attacked Aaron Carter and punched him. And a computer was broken, a speaker was broken, and everything was just completely chaotic. Pretty much just craziness broke out. And his show for the next night got canceled and thankfully he still performed in Waterloo but there was going to be another scheduled show in the same place the same town but a different venue that got canceled so I thought that was interesting you get to see a little Aaron Carter even though he didn't even look like he was in a fight last night but him and Felipe were were duking it out yeah I uh I also thought their drummer his drummer stole the show that's Big buff guy just going hard on the drums, and I thought he was really, really good. Very talented. I like you know some of the some of the beats that uh, Aaron Carter was playing was pretty cool because he said I think he said he produces his own music now. So some of that was pretty cool, and it was just it was just a good experience. I'm glad that we decided to go. It was a little disappointing that we had to wait like you know three hours to hear him play, but it was 
still cool. Yeah, the audience was about, what do you say, 90% women? Oh, it's got to be. There's probably like 15 guys in there. The only reason they were there is because their girlfriends made them go. So mm-hmm. so what was our excuse for going, Lucas? Why did we even go to this? I mean, I, my reason was Lucas bought his ticket, and I thought, hey, let's go do it. It might be a fun thing to do. Aaron Carter was popular back in the day, so it'll be fun. Yeah, I grew up listening to him. Like I still remember it like to this day. Watching Disney Channel and watching a like commercial break for a music video for uh, Aaron's party, come get it. And I'm watching him on Lizzie McGuire sing "I Want Candy." So I, I grew up, you know, liking the guy a lot. Listening to his music quite a bit, and his songs were just really catchy. He had a lot of songs in the Jimmy Neutron movie that were good. Um, you know, he didn't sing my favorite song, "How He Beat Shaq," though. So that's a little disappointing to hear the whoever was going to say, "Want to play one on one?" Trying to be Shaquille O'Neal, and it's really poorly done, but. That's why I wanted to go. It's like, hey, this guy hasn't been around forever, and he's in Waterloo, Iowa. So we might as well just go and see. This is, you know, Waterloo doesn't get a lot of, like, big-name people that often. So I was like, this would be something cool to do. And so. when when Waterloo does get big-name people, it's typically either country, like Luke Bryan, or a rock band, like, uh, who was it last year that came to, I think it was Oh, Cedar it Falls. was uh, Five Figure Death Punch. Yeah, that's a pretty big-name band. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's about it, and I'm not big on country. I do like rock. If there's another good rock band, I'll probably try to go to it if the chickens aren't too bad, but this was something different than that, yeah. So it's just like, you know, it's $15, and it, was, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. Local news, as me and Lucas and a few friends went to the Waterloo Blackhawks game, we had quite a busy weekend. We saw the Blackhawks get a nice W and a hat trick by uh, Kevin Sherizan, who now has 23 goals on the season, just been completely dominating. The Blackhawks have won, I think, six or seven on the ro- six or seven in a row at home. And Lucas, what do you think of the atmosphere there Friday night? Uh, Friday night, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't as good as the week before. I mean, part of that was they were playing Cedar Rapids the week before, biggest rival. Um, But the crowd, you know, they slowly got in there late, and kind of towards the second quarter, it started to fill up a little bit. And it was still a good atmosphere and everything. Um, But, yeah, they've – I mean, maybe I'm just biased, but I think Waterloo's got to have one of probably the better crowds around for their games because people here do take it pretty seriously. So I would not be surprised if we have one of the better crowds at our games than most of the other teams. Mm Mm-hmm. And Waterloo sitting in second place in the Western Conference. We're nearing the playoffs. We'll have to go to a playoff game, maybe even do a get a little bit of audio from a playoff game. We'll see. Time for messages. Oh boy. And now we'll each give our tweet of the week. Uh, mine would have to be uh, just you know within the last day of when Demar- uh, Demarcus Cousins got traded to the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, uh, fake Sports Center once again. Uh, put a thing that said, when you hear DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis are together, I made a fake uh, tweet from Kevin Durant's uh, Twitter saying headed to New Orleans, joking that he'd leave them to join up with them. So I thought that one was kind of funny. Another thing, just a quick throw out there that I didn't mention or crazier this week, is Jimmer Fredette scored 73 points in a Chinese basketball game the other day. My tweet of the week is NBA All-Star game related or NBA All-Star weekend related. This is from at Andy Ruther. I believe he's a comedian and does a few other things. 
says, it's called the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, and it doesn't involve eating any tacos, burritos, or rancid diarrhea. Very misleading. What's up with it, Evan? Clean up your language. Looks like we're leaving. Hey, um, Schwab. Hey, uh, Stumpy. Stumpy the Shrabby. Shrabby. <laughs> well, I think we've gotten through everything we wanted to talk about on this podcast. Thanks again for uh, listening. Uh, we have a, love the audience we have, and we love doing this, and we'll continue to try to get better and make this as fun as possible for everybody. So have a great night, everybody. Strange.